Hi, Mr. Wilson, North American ownership to see. Let's go to press. This is your New York correspondent, Walter Winchell, bringing you the evening's most important news. Press, New York. A host of stars whose names fell theater in capital letters have gathered to honor a dark, slim, wiry little fellow whose songs they've been singing for 30 years. Friends and associates from coast to coast, New York, Chicago, Hollywood, join in a tribute to Irving Berlin's inspiration. And Irving, just to get things started, this is a word of admiration and affection for Mrs. Winchell's little boy, Walter. For lovely melodies, for simple, honest sentiments, for words and music that have become a permanent part of the American scene, for a gentle, gracious personality, and for the privilege of having known you and offered to you, Irving Berlin. using speaking from the Columbia Playhouse in New York. A gay, enthusiastic audience from the stage crowded with friends of Irving Berlin. Eddie Cantor, Al Jolson, Sophie Tucker, Connie Foswell, Ben Bernie and Lou Lair, Paul Whiteman, the Brock sisters, John Steele, Guy Lombardo, Al Goodman, Daryl Zanuck, and Luella Parsons. All come to do honor to America's most beloved composer. And joining us later from Chicago, Rudy Valley, and from Hollywood, Tommy Dorsey. And to climax it all, Daryl Zanuck presents the 20th Century Fox stars in themes and music from Berlin's latest contribution to the screen, Alexander's Ragtime Band. To start us off, Al Goodman and Ethel Merman, turn on that heat. Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank you, Al Goodman. Thank you, Ethel Merman. And by the way, that's one of the songs Ethel sings in the picture. And now, right at the head of the Berlin Parade, one of his closest friends. Actor, comedian, singer of Mammy songs who has carved his own glorious career in the theater and on the screen, and who today is one of the country's favorite radio stars, your master of ceremonies, Al Goldman. Thank you, Theodore. And you know, for washing off burnt pork, there's nothing in the world like... Ah, don't tell me. <laughs> you said it, light boy uh... soap. <laughs> for all clowning aside, ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you how happy I am to be here tonight. After all, I'm only an actor, a comedian, and a singer of many songs. What can I say about a man who writes things like... When the midnight dude to leave for Alabama, I'll be right there. I've got my fare. Somebody's coming to my house. Somebody's coming to stay. Uh, you've got a thought. What words? What music? For such a little fellow. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know where it all comes from. Thirty years now, the whole world has danced to his tune. He's written more hit songs than any other living composer. But of all the nice things that have been said about him, the finest tribute was paid to him by another great composer, Jerry Kern, who said, Irving Berlin has no place in American music. He is American music. Ladies and gentlemen, the fellow who really leads the parade, Irving Berlin. Thank you, Al, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen. But what can a songwriter say? What can a songwriter do? I wish I could make an appropriate speech, but speech making simply is out of my reach. So what can a songwriter do? What can a songwriter say? A fiddler can speak with his fiddle. A singer can speak with his voice. An actor can speak with his tongue and his cheek. But a songwriter has no choice. Whatever his rights or his wrongs, he only can speak with his arms. So, Al, let me say it with music, and I leave the speaking to you. And each time you say it with music, here is what I'd like to do. Let me sing a Berlin song with simple words. That roll along. If my song can start you smiling, I'm happy. Oh, happy. Let me sing a sad refrain. A broken heart that loved in vain. If my song can start you crying, I'm happy. Let me prove a low-down blues that'll lift you out of your seat. And if my song can reach your shoes and start you tapping your feet, I'm happy. Let me sing of Dixie's arms, of cotton fields, and Manny's arms. And if my song can make you homesick, I'm happy. Irving wrote that little song for me many years ago. And as long as we're going back that far, I'm reminded of a little story. Along about 1909, the old Hammerstein Theater was headlining the world's most famous juggling act, Virginia Nutter. 
A comedy relief? They had a little banjo-eyed kid with them who used to imitate Virginia juggling and usually broke a whole stack of plates doing it. But the little two-by-four wasn't satisfied with breaking plates. <laughs> he wanted to break the monotony by singing. Well, in a weak moment, Virginia agreed. And well, folks, the rest is history. The song was bowling, My Wife's Gone to the Country. The little banjo-eyed kid, guess who? I saw to the country. Hooray, hooray. She thought it's just I need a rest. That's why she went away. Oh, she took the children with her. Hooray, hooray. I don't care what becomes of me. My wife come away. Thank you. We finally got together, Hal. <clears throat> you know, everything I ever got out of life started with my wife going to the country. Not the five daughters, that is. Oh, Alfred, don't say that. Ah, <laughs> oh, those were the days when songs meant something. After the ball is over, after the break of it. And now what do you get? This Berlin show. Let's put Flutie with the Floyd Floyd. <laughs> you know, my wife going to the country was written in a period when women danced with partners, not with fans and bubbles. When the Big Apple was a fruit and trucking was just a business. Those days when you went out with a girl, she took along a chaperone and four hatchins. What did she take now? A lawyer and a ticket to Reno. And the clothes women used to wear. Bustles and bloomers and 14 petticoats. Today they wear so little they have to dress to go to bed. Ah, <laughs> uh, everything has changed, Al. Look at what happens these days with, the, with those swing bands, Benny Goodman. Young boys and girls going out. And what do you have to have to go into those swing bands? Pants and coats that don't match. That's the admission. And they don't dance for five or ten minutes. They dance for 15, 20 minutes, a half an hour. They fall exhausted. They go out, get a blood transfusion, come back and do the same thing. Ah, but really, those days were wonderful, Al. And the most wonderful thing of all was to walk into that old Hammerstein music hall, packed to the doors, and who did they come to see? A little black-faced comedian up there on the stage in the billing. Al Jolson, good for what ails you. I love the cows and chickens. anyone can sing them. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That's a little nasty on your part, Eddie. Yeah? Yeah, every, but the way Berlin writes a song, anybody can sing them. Suppose we give it the supreme test and let's see if Berlin can sing them. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Come on, Irving. Irving, we'll help you after all with performers. <laughs> well, all right. Tell me, what, what key? What key do you sing it in? Do you have to have a key? Do you, do you have, have to have, have it? How do you like that? <laughs> do you have to have a key? Dope, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Irving, tell me something. What note do you start with? Well, you know, that uh, black note over there. And, oh, and the black so, note? Yeah, the one that... Well, that's as good as any. Come on, Irving, don't stall. Let's go. Okay. Mandy, there's a minister, Mandy, and it sure would be 
didn't know you were a musician. Am I a musician? I'm the world's greatest player of the harpsichord, um, the select, uh, the violin cello, cello, uh, <laughs> ragtime violin. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you help us out and pay our... I want you to help us to pay our tribute to America's greatest composer. Oh, it's a pleasure. To me, he is the acme of perfection, the quintessence of a team, uh, the greatest composer I ever lived. <laughs> Who is he? Why, Lou Irving Berlin. Uh, oh, certainly. Yes, Lou Irving Berlin. What would you and I have done in the old vaudeville days without Berlin's song? You said it. I always done it. Oh, did I put over his concerto in a minor, uh, Moonlight Zanata, uh, Unfinished uh, Zimpery, Zimpery, uh, <laughs> Ragtime Violin again. <laughs> Seems you said that twice, though. Uh, well, it makes the twice as good. Why, the old maestro used to fiddle. I used to fiddle with the old ragtime violin for hours. You did? I can hear myself singing it now. It was beautiful. Wait, uh, see if I know the word. Start it over again. Start it over. Uh, uh, I have different keys. Yeah. Well, what key do you want? Uh, now that's a little too low, Lou. A little boy, right there. A little high. <laughs> Funny, it sounded wonderful in the bathroom this morning. <laughs> uh, somewhere in the middle. Fiddle up, fiddle over on your violin. Play right on it. Rest your chin upon it. Talk on you, better begin. And play an overture upon your violin. Hurry up, hurry up. On your violin, tuna, don't you stop the tuna? Pin, 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 love, love your right time, fly home. Thank you. Thank you, Ben Bernie and Lula. Our next act, ladies and gentlemen, is from the stage of the Music Box Theater. I'm 1921. The first music box review. And three little girls with syncopated rhythm are the hit of the show. Three little girls who later give up matinees for matrimony. Lorraine is now the wife of Henry Bougie, the famous orchestra conductor. Patsy's married to a college professor of state. And Bobby is Mrs. William Pearlberg, one of Hollywood's outstanding producers. Three little girls together again for the first time in 17 years singing the same Berlin tune they sang in that music box review. The one and only three processors. Take it away, kid. Everybody kept you to sing to play the rhythm. Let's be going with them when they begin. You be saying, yes, sir, the band is grand. He's the best professor in all the land. You listen to the pep that emerges from the middle of the jazzy fiddle of his skin. Everybody says if you want to see us when he comes back over the ground. 
Thank you, Lorraine, Bobby, and Mrs. Hurlbert. <laughs> Think I'm crazy? <laughs> now, folks, a lot of people who wanted to honor Irving Berlin couldn't get here tonight. Rudy Valley, for example, is in Chicago. He couldn't come to us, so we're going to him. You hear me, Rudy? Take it away, Chicago! Yes, I hear you, Al Jolson. Hi ho, everybody. This is Rudy Valley at the Chicago Theater in Chicago. An honor to be able to participate in this tribute to Irving Berlin. I'd like to play something I was sure was a hit the first time I ever heard it. Irving played it for me in his studio one morning. That same evening, I sang it on my flight and broadcast. The song is, Say It Isn't So.
Lucy Valley, there's a Tommy Dorsey swinging out with little Marie way out here in Holly. Side of Vessel Merman undulating up to the microphone, if you know what I mean. Wing. Ah, uh, yes, sir. This little lady's just full of it. And here's one of the new Berlin tunes she sings in a 20th century pop picture, Alexander's Right Time Band. And it's a great picture, folks, believe me, even if I'm not in it. Hmm. Why, um, what you got there, Ethel? My walking stick. My walking stick? Don't just hold it like that, honey. Bring it! Bring it! <laughs>
we came to another Berlin mood with the sweetest singer in all the land. Hiya, Connie Boswell. Hiya, Al. Yes, sir, you were right, folks. That's Connie Boswell. In a command performance for Irving Berlin. And it's a great pleasure, Al. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to sing a few of the Berlin songs that I know you love as much as I do. The first is the very first ballad he ever wrote. Remember? I long for sunshine and roses. I long for heaven of blue. Oh, wait. 
Freeman. Time to go back to Irving Berlin and his host of Friends at the Columbia Playhouse. All right, take it away, Playhouse. gathering of Irving Berlin's friends would be complete without the man who did for American music what Bitfield did for the American girl. He's right here in the studio, just came in from his Chesterfield broadcast with a little word of greeting. I mean the king of jazz, Paul Whiteman himself. Thank you, Al. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. There's been a lot of reminiscing around here tonight, but the most amazing story hasn't yet been told. It's the story of how Irving came to write the spectacular song hit on the great big felt bodies of 1990. It happened something like this. While the show was in preparation, Flo Zigsville called for him and said, Irving, I've got five beautiful costumes designed for a girl number. And five of my most beautiful showgirls to wear. But I need a musical idea to tie the whole thing together. Irving took one look at the girls and could almost hear a strain of music. Mendelssohn's playing. Why not? Each of the girls would represent some classical melody. One would be the spring song. One farmer I, Petra, farmer. Another, Tales of Hawkins. You, Hubert Serenade. And the last, Foot Spicer, Caprice, Benoit. But now Berlin was faced with another problem. How to introduce the problem? A piece of music, something simple, something beautiful. And a thin melodic strain was already going through his mind. First, bass, shadowy, indefinite, gradually assuming form and color, and finally blossoming into one of the loveliest of all the Berlin tunes.
Circus of Irving Berlin's friends pay tribute to him from Chicago, Hollywood, New York. In a few seconds, we return you to the Columbia Playhouse, where you have yet to meet Daryl Vanek and Luella Parson, who will introduce their own power, and Ethel Merman in scenes and music from Berlin's latest 20th century Fox picture, Alexander's Ragtime Band. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Al Jolson back at the Columbia Playhouse. And folks, I want you to meet two more friends of Irving Berlin. One is a chief executive at one of our largest motion picture studios. Just arrived in New York on his way back from Europe. The other is our famous reporter and columnist, first lady of Hollywood, who has traveled 3,000 miles to get his first interview. Luella Parsons interviews Daryl Zanuck on the air. Hello, Daryl mighty good to see you back. We missed you in Hollywood. How was the grand tour? Grand, Luella. Yes, but I'll bet a team of horses couldn't keep you in Europe. While we're getting Alexander's ragtime band all through New York start. This must certainly be a thrilling occasion for you. I am very happy, of course. But it isn't only for myself. Right now, I think I'm happiest for that little man sitting over there, Irving Berlin. Seeing him surrounded by all these great stars. These friends who've been singing his songs for 20 years. That's a real thrill. And I don't mind saying it's a miracle. How you've got so many of Irving's songs into one picture. You've done a great job, Daryl. Now, please, Luella, don't give me the credit. You know as well as I do, there's no such thing as a one-man picture. Alexander's Ragtime Band represents the work of hundreds of people in 20 different departments, all pulling together in an organization we're proud to call 20th Century Fox. Oh, hell, one man or a hundred. You still made a swell picture. How long was it in preparation? About 25 years, I'd say. As long as Irving Berlin has been writing tunes. Nah, not Dale. You know very well what I mean. How long did it actually take for you to build it into a screen story? Well, Irving and I first discussed it about two years ago. We decided to make the picture then, and we've been working on it constantly until it was finished about a month ago. Tell me, Gerald, will you be in New York long? I'm afraid not, Luella. After the picture opens at the Roxy on Friday, I'm heading straight for the coast. Oh, I know. Back to the old mail. Me too. And I say more power to you. If you'll give us more performances, like Jerome Powers, Alice Faye, Ethel Merman, and, of course, John Amici. And, by the way, say, Gerald, you are with Don in Europe. How is he? I just received a cable from him today. He's on his feet for the first time and flying to Paris tomorrow, which, of course, is grand news to all of us at the studio. And that is such good news, Daryl, that I think it's the place to start our premiere. We're all sorry that Alice Bay couldn't come to New York and be with us, but Ethel Merman has graciously consented to read Alice's lines tonight. Here she comes now with Jerome Power, and I see Al Goodman has his baton raised, all right, my soap. Raise the curtain on the radio preview of Alexander's Ragtime Band. Alexander's Ragtime Band is more than just the story of a song or a boy and a girl. It's the story of an era from swing to swing in two generations. A tuneful cavalcade. The musical heart of America beating time for a vivid, human, poignant love story. 
San Francisco before the war. The Barbary Coast, the roughest, toughest corner in the world. A nest of saloons and gambling dives along the waterfront. And Dirty Eddie's is one of the worst. Loud, raucous, smoky, filled with riffraff from the seven seas, and apparently no place for musicians. For as our curtain rises, the door opens violently, and three of them come flying through, instruments and all. Start up, though, run, kind of jump your broken down horn pushers on me. Go on, get. You can't treat us like this. Forget the place. Feed it, I said. What is this, a coming out party? We'll get a lawyer. We'll sue you. Go on. Hey, you must be kind of hard to please tonight, Eddie. Yeah. Any more of them waiting? Well, get them three fellas over there. Well, did Tim Dolan send them over? No, I told him to come. One of them knuckles the copies a friend of mine. What's the idea? You're paid to draw beer. Hello, boss, but listen. What's that one doing in the soup and fish? Where'd they ever work before? Well, they've been playing concerts for a concert. I know, Eddie, but these boys play great. They never had a chance. Honest, gonna hear them. Hey, fellas. Right here. Uh, here we are, Bill. Well, I, I guess that's up to the boss. It's Eddie, fellas. Uh, what do you guys do? Well, Charlie here plays the piano, and Davey handles the drums. I play the violin. Oh, you're the leader, huh? Yeah, that's the way we were going to work it. You're beginning? Sure, we've got to begin sometime. Oh, yeah, we're pretty good, though. We've been rehearsing for weeks. We need to You don't look so hot to me, but... All right, there's a the piano. I'll give you one try. One piece, no more. Say thanks, boy. Oh, much obliged, Bill. Oh, boy, boy, we're living. Wait a minute. Huh? The music. What? The music is gone. Oh, I'm at it. Well, I must have left it on the street. Oh, but you couldn't do that. Well, what do you say, boy? What do we say, boy? Hey, look, honey. Here's the music. Somebody left it on the bar. It's brand new. Just something of yours. Let's see it, Bill. What's the line? It looks bad to me. Hey, are you guys... Stop it. 
here with my stuff. Now, take it easy, miss. We all need the job, and we're doing all right together. Don't hook me up with this outfit. I came here to get a job for myself, not for this bunch. With my music and my singing, it put you over. You don't know how to play. You're rotten. Now, please. Now, I suppose just because you can stand up here and shout that you know everything about music. Maybe I don't know the sights they play where you come from, but I know what they like down here, and that's more than you'll ever know. And if you think I'm going to work with you... Now, take it easy.